So welcome to this week's episode of Thrive. Um, I'm here actually today with Annie Scranton, who's the CEO of Pace PR in New York. We're chatting about the many transitions that agency owners face on a continuous basis, whether that's personal, professional, and she's going to share her story about how she's actually been able to navigate them. Um, these are some of my favorite conversations, real agency owners, real challenges, and just being really transparent about what those things are that people are facing, and then how we kind of come to resolve those uh, and, and solve them. So Annie, it's great to see you again. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you for having me. So first of all, congratulations on hitting your 10-year mark with the PR firm. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so let's talk about this, this first, uh, we'll call it the first transition of many uh, with the agency where you actually went on maternity leave, um, how you kind of navigated that because that in and of itself is uh, pretty challenging, right? Or could be. And then we'll maybe dive into um, some of the issues about growing and scaling the team as a new mom with uh, a brand new baby at home. Yeah. Um, so I would say that definitely having a, a baby was obviously like the biggest life change I've ever had, but it certainly in the context of my business, it was absolutely the biggest moment um, where I just kind of felt like even though I did tons of prep beforehand, I had just no idea like what <laughs> it was going to be like and how things were going to kind of shake out. Um, right. How do you prepare for something like that, right? <laughs> well, somebody, a client gave me good advice. He said, write down every single thing you do every single day for like a week or two straight. And so I tried to do that. So that way my two VPs would have a little, a look, a glimpse into like sort of what my day to day was like. Um, and before going on maternity leave, I really was acting like the, the CEO, the president, the founder, the CFO, I was doing like all of those roles. And so, um, but I was very, very entrenched in like the day-to-day -day with the client stuff. Um, and so what I figured and what became true was that once I came back, I was not going to be able to be as entrenched in the day-to-day -day client work. And so um, that was a something I had to kind of relinquish in terms of like, you know, control, which isn't easy, easy. I don't think if you're a founder <laughs> of an agency or a company, right, right. Um, we tend to all be a little type A. <laughs> exactly. Um, but what, what really was like so surprising and like the best way is that when I, I had so much anxiety about telling my clients I was pregnant and I would be mm. out on maternity leave and they all surprised me. Every single one of them was so happy for me, was like, don't worry, it'll be fine, we'll figure it out, I'll work with the others on your team. And they truly meant it, actually. And so I think that was something that I had underestimated, because um, being in the service industry, you're there to serve, and so you're not really there to take time off and not to be working. Um, but I think for my clients, particularly those who are parents themselves, I think they just, they understood it, and um, I, I guess believed in me and believed in the foundation of what we were doing. Um, and I should say, I only, I only took like two months where I was fully off. Um, so it was not a long maternity leave. And then I, I came back slowly, like sort of a couple days a week until I hit five months. And that was when um, I came back from maternity leave, um, sort of right after the holidays. So my experience was that the first few months after maternity leave or after I had my daughter actually went really, 
really well because um, I was still working right up until the day I gave birth. I we had lots of planning meetings with my senior staff about how they were going to fill in the gaps and what was most important, et cetera. Um, and I really was able to just enjoy my daughter and not worry about work for two months, which was awesome. And everybody should do that a hundred percent because you'll never get that time again. Right. Um, and it was really wonderful. And then Dipping my toe back in like a couple days a week was good. It was definitely like one of the benefits of being an, a founder and owning an agency is just sort of write your own path, you know, back in after. So that was really good. Um, but then going back full time was really hard. Um, and it was hard, I think, because I felt really lost, like in terms of what my role was now at the company mm. because it had been running really smoothly, like right. while I was gone. And so I came back and I was kind of like, all right, what am I doing here? You know, <laughs> like what's my purpose? Um, and then I realized what it was, was that the one component that I hadn't been doing and that nobody else was really doing was keeping up the new business relationships and um, you know like getting new business is not really a skill you can teach somebody it's just sort of I think innate and and probably something that all owners or agency founders are good at that's why we started our own agencies because we had a pipeline into potential clients right. and so I realized that when I was sort of reviewing like the Q1 numbers after I had just come back and they were not as strong um, as the previous year. And that was the first year in nine years in business at that point that that had ever happened to me. So and that was just last year. That was just last year. Yeah. Um, and almost exactly a year ago. And that really freaked me out because I had always been on this like slow trajectory up and now we were like looking to maybe just break even um, with the year before. And so um, that was a big realization for me was that, um, you know, running the day to day and keeping the current clients happy and sort of keeping up with that work, my team totally expertly handled. But having sort of the foresight to keep the company growing was something that I wasn't in the headspace to do while I was enjoying my new baby. And that was um, sort of the first big challenge of 2019 was figuring out, okay, what are we going to do here, you know, to kind of keep yeah. growing? Yeah. So it's interesting. One of the things that you said um, early on was that you had all of this anxiety about telling the clients, yes. right? Um, so that anxiety I'm imagining was coming from a place of like, are they going to think that I'm incompetent? Are they going to look uh, at our agency as less valuable? Would there potentially be some attrition because of this? Was that all like the underlying feeling of that anxiety? All of it. Yes, yeah. 100%. And also being the one who primarily signs the bulk of the new business and the bulk of the clients, many of our clients, you know, want me, they want me involved, they want to talk to me, they want to make sure I'm working on their accounts. Um, and my staff is tremendous, but there's still that connection, you know? And so, yes, I was very worried about would they feel, you know, like they weren't getting their money's worth if they couldn't get me on the phone? Would they feel like their account wasn't going as strong if I wasn't actively pitching them to producers and different media? Um, and then 
you know, just from my own perspective, um, before I started my agency 10 years ago, I always worked in corporate culture. I was um, at various TV networks at Fox, CNN, MSNBC. And I remember being, you know, younger, like in my 20s and seeing people take their maternity leave and then realizing, okay, now the bulk of the work they were doing is going to fall onto me and feeling like, I mean, I was so naive at the time, but feeling sort of like, well, this isn't fair, you know, now I have all this extra work to do. So I was worried about my staff too, like feeling like they weren't feeling supported because I was out. Um, So yeah, it was a lot it was a lot of anxiety, but one of my clients actually, who I had a conversation with about it, really like put my, my fears at ease. And he said, you know, Annie, like people are going to be happy for you. You work really hard. Like you have the right connections. You're doing things the right way. Like people will support you. And I, I did find that to be true. Yeah. So, so all of the potential, like that story or that narrative that you created, that this was going to be devastating for the clients (laughs) and it was going to impact the employees. Like none of that was actually true. It was all just coming up out of this fear of like, Ooh, if I'm not involved, like everything's going to go and fall by the wayside. Totally. And like my ego was a little bruised because I was like, oh, like, okay, everything's going fine. I didn't even, wasn't even needed here, you know, for the past few months. And I I say that jokingly, but there was a little bit of that, you know, real feeling in there. Like it was, um, it was an adjustment, like for sure. But that my mom always says to me, she's like, whatever you're worried about, it's not going to be that thing that right. happens to you. It's going to be something else, you know, right. that you or nothing <laughs> or nothing. Right. Exactly. Like, but I'm a worrier. And so, um, I'm always thinking something's going to happen. Um, but for me, it was not the operational side or the client side, or even the staff side. It was really just continuing the growth of the, of the business was what, um, you know, I, I mean, I didn't have the foresight. I don't know if I even could have, you know, for that being the one thing that I needed to pay attention to. But that's also really self-aware that you said, you know, yeah, my ego, my ego was a little bruised. Like I used to have, um, you know, sort of control over almost every nuance of this business. Right. And so hand in clients, leading the team, developing culture, new business, like all of these things. And so when you step back in and everything's sort of running aside from new business, but everything else is sort of running smoothly without you, you're like, wait, now you said I felt lost. You know, there's also like, for me, what the natural extension to that is, is there's a little bit of loneliness and there's a little bit of question about purpose, which you mentioned. So it's like, how did you get over that? How did you transition back in and um, sort of redefine what your purpose was and then get over that challenge of um, not necessarily prior to that only focusing on new business and now you're in this place where that's what the agency needs and that's what your primary focus. Like how did you manage that transition? I mean, to be honest with you, I'm still managing it. And it's funny. <laughs> That's now, I, honestly, it's, it's, I, sometimes I do, I'll have conversations with my husband. So I'll be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, what is, what am I supposed to be doing right now? Um, but when I came back from maternity leave, um, it was even harder because I was getting used to not seeing my daughter from nine to five every day. Right. I was, I was 
nursing at the time. So I was pumping in the office, you know, forget it. Like that was a whole other like challenge. And so, yeah. you know, it was, it was hard because I was feeling sort of like I was failing at home, failing in the office. Um, and it wasn't easy. Um, what did I do to get over it? I, I think somebody just told me another piece of good advice was to spend your time doing what only you can do and not what others on your team can do. And so um, that is where I tried to really dive in, in terms of um, new business, of course, just like oversight, generally speaking, of how the company um, was working and flowing, um, hiring, you know, like that was something where my, the rest of my senior team was was knee deep in in the day to day work. So I was like, okay, I'll take on the responsibility of actively hiring um, and doing those interviews. So, um, and now I think it's more, you know, my role. It's harder to define because there's not like I'm always thinking about how to keep growing and scaling my company and what are more services that we can offer to clients and how can we implement that without burdening the staff that we currently have. And it's hard because like when I, before I had Rose, my daughter, like every day I feel like I could do like a checklist of like every single thing I needed to do and I got it done and here's how I made the clients happy. Like now when you say, okay, I'm working on how to scale the business. Like, I don't know. It's more like nebulous. It's more like, you know, I need to just spend time thinking and you know talking to people and whatever right. and it kind of comes in in more of like an abstract way right, you know that right. things come together and it's it is still really hard because I'm very type a and so my brain doesn't work like that so right. I don't know I'm, I'm just trying to like lean into it as much as possible like if my if my email isn't crazy busy then I'll go on like Fast Company or Inc. or Entrepreneur and like read an article that I think I could benefit from, you know, whereas like before I feel like I literally didn't have like didn't have five minutes in my day to do that. Right, right. I recently heard somebody say, um, if you replace your task list with a to solve list and take, let's say you had 10 things each day on your task list and now your to solve list becomes like much more strategic, it much, becomes much more high level, that to solve list maybe should have like four things on it for the entire week. Mm. And I thought that was a really interesting way to, to sort of reframe exactly what you're talking about. I am going to try that because um, that <laughs> is a good one. Sometimes it, that's all it takes is just like switching the way you a think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So then, um, so just kind of moving into the next <clears throat> big uh, challenge that you faced you at some point um, between what we're talking about with the maternity leave and coming back, you had four employees actually quit and, and give notice and leave uh, within like just a couple of months of each other. And, you know, you were pretty clear when we talked last time that you knew that the issue wasn't systemic. Um, they were all for different issues, you know, different reasons, but that it actually did impact morale. And so I'm curious to know how, as the visionary, as the founder, as the leader, how did you sort of help that transition as well? Well, I, I, I just tried to be as honest and forthcoming with my staff as I could about each specific situation. Um, and I, I, and I tried to also very quickly hire freelancers or find new people to fill in the gaps. So that way, at the very least, the current staff wouldn't feel, feel overloaded by having right. to pick up the work. So I think those were just very 
easy tactical things that I could do. Um, but it was really hard, um, like super hard because, um, you know, most of my staff has been with me for years and years and years. And so it was just like, it was a shock for sure. Um, and so each situation was, was really different. And I think that, um, you know, most of in each situation, I just, yeah, I just was as honest as I, as I could be, um, with the team about why that person had left. But, you know, we tried to just, um, to keep the morale like up. We just tried to do more like, um, have more moments where we were sort of trying to all feel good about something that we did or like a big accomplishment. We do every week, um, on Thursday afternoons, we do weekly wins. So it's like, what was your big win for the week? So we tried to just do that. I try, I try to highlight when a staff member had a great booking or had a a great client, you know, initiative that went well. I tried to make that feel more like a moment within the team. Um, Mm -hmm. so people would feel good about their, about their work. And, but I, and I think that's all good. And I think people do appreciate that. But at the end of the day, I think what people care the most about is either, are they getting more money or are there perks that, that are going to like benefit them, you know? So we try to just be, even more flexible than we could about like time off or people needing to work remotely sometimes. Um, but yeah, it kind of sucked. It was like, I'm not going to lie. It was like, it was very hard for sure. Yeah. So I'm curious to know, like through the spectrum of a lot of these experiences that you're talking about, which are so common in agency life, right? Um, uh, so many agency leaders can absolutely resonate with one or all of these things. I'm curious to know, like, how would you describe your own mindset as you were going through those? Like, were you really freaking out? Were you able to compartmentalize? Were you able to just kind of just be authentic? Like, what what was your mindset? What was going through your mind um, to kind of help you get through it all? Um... I feel like I went through different phases and like different phases almost within each day, you know, like at home <laughs> with my husband or talking to my mom on the phone, I'd be like freaking out, crying. I mean, not like I was doing this all the time, but I definitely right. had my moments, you yeah. know, um, ha- having trouble sleeping, you wake up and you're like, oh God, how am I going to fix this? Or what are we going to do? Like, I don't know if that ever goes away as long as you're still like involved with running the company because I don't know, like I have 12 people that are on payroll, like that's a big responsibility, you know, that you have to worry about. Um, and, but in the office and for my staff, I definitely try to, you know, be as reassuring as possible about everything because I mean, losing some of the staff members was hard, but we were fortunate in that the business was never, at, at a point where we had to be worried, you know, about, mm-hmm. about layoffs or anything like that. Like, right. so that, so that was good. Um, but I think we all have some level of imposter syndrome and it, I definitely felt like I knew it was a learning experience for me, but it was, it was hard to feel confident that I was going to see myself to the other side of it. Um, yeah. So I just, you know, I don't know. What did I do? I just, I worked really hard. I tried to just like put myself out there to get more biz and to meet new people who we could hire. Um, But then I also just tried 
to take advantage of like where I was at in my own life and my own career. And this summer, I, well, I realized in New York, it feels like nobody even works in the summer, um, but especially in August. And so my daughter was turning one and, you know, I, it wasn't, I had a lot of clients who were away and it was just sort of slow. And I just, I took a lot of time off, like in that month just to be with her. I mean, I'm always on my phone, you know, accessible or whatever for work, but I tried to just not freak out that like things were slow and I tried to just be like okay let me enjoy this time and I'm so glad I did that because literally the day after Labor Day I feel like oh my god everybody just woke up everybody's back like it's crazy and things started to really pick up then right so it sounds like you're saying like with the team you were really transparent you were very reassuring to them but did you also feel like you had this like innate sense of like I don't know, maybe from an intuitive standpoint or just like a deep knowing that everything was going to be fine. You just couldn't necessarily see how in that moment. Would you say that you had that or not necessarily? I mean, yes, I think I did because I was, you know, already nine years in business. And so I'm like, okay, what are the chances that then after nine very successful years, all of a sudden it's all going to come crumbling down? Like, you know, so I was like, okay, that's probably not going to happen. And, and I tried to remember pieces of advice that people gave me, like an executive once told me like, you can't expect every single year to grow and grow and grow. You have to have some flat years. You have to have some years you're down. There's just no business that just goes completely up every single year for forever. Um, So I feel like I did have that knowing, but if I also didn't have the anxiety and the nerves and the the drive within me to like want to make sure a hundred percent that that was going to be the case, then I think, so I think that's how I balanced it, you know? Um, No, that's great. That's great. So it it was definitely like an intuitive or deep innate knowing that everything was going to be fine, but also an action, like action steps or, or actionable things that you did to realize, like, I can't just sit back and be like, yeah, everything's going to be fine. I know it'll be fine without me having to do something. It's like a little bit of both uh, in terms of that dichotomy. 100%. Like somebody said to me, like after I had a baby, like, oh, are you even going to go back to work? You should just like relax and, you know, let, let Rose and Megan run the company and whatever. And I was like, no, like that not, I mean, like I could, but if again, like I think as a founder, uh, you know, if you want to keep it moving and keep going to the next level, only you until you're ready to completely check out. You know what I mean? Like there was no like half in or, or out for me. Right. You, you weren't ready at that point to make yourself optional in the business. You no. wanted to, to remain as, you know, whether it was from an oversight perspective, in addition to doing business development, whatever it was, but you, that was what you wanted, right? Like that's what was fulfilling to you in that moment. That may change in five years, but but in that moment and right now, that's where you're at. Yeah, I think I think too, like for people who are moms or dads, like continuing to have that other purpose is so important, at least for me, like just because Rose gives me so much purpose. But I if I didn't have something that I was day in and day out working for for myself, I I do not think I would be as good of a parent or as, you know, patient or as just um, happy. So yes, I think absolutely like 
and and also just tactically for the business yeah i think we still needed to have someone like myself you know sort of driving driving things from a higher perspective right right yeah this is it's such a great conversation and it, i really appreciate your you know complete transparency and honesty and like <laughs> sharing the story because a lot of people aren't really willing to be that vulnerable i guess we could call it um, to say, yeah, these are the things that I've gone through and this is how I'm either, I've come out of it or I solved it, or I'm like literally in the process of solving it. So um, I do appreciate that really. Um, I guess uh, my last question is really for some of the agency owners who are dealing with one or more of these things, um, literally right now as they're watching or listening <clears throat> to this, What's the best piece of advice? It sounds like you, you often like, you know, will ask other people for help and assistance and advice, which is amazing um, because we don't know everything ourselves. That's why we surround ourselves with, with amazing people. But what's the, the thing that you would actually um, advise other people who are going through this? What, what would be your, your number one, like best piece of advice? Um therapy or a business coach, like for sure. Um, my, I have a great therapist who has a lot of business experience too. So we talk a lot in there about, you know, all the stuff we just, we just talked about. So I think having an outlet of some kind, um, for your business stuff is so important. Um, and whether that's a mentor or a therapist or a business coach or whatever. So, um, I would say, Definitely that. Um, I think, you know, I, I did for a long time just keep a list, not every day, but as much as I could, of things that made me feel happy about the business and about the job, like to kind of keep practicing that gratitude part of it because it's so easy, especially as an owner, but especially your founder, but especially when you're going through one of these issues or a big another big issue to like just feel totally like burdened and like, and just overwhelmed. And, um, you know, my mom would always say like, but you love this. Like, <laughs> you, like what, you know, and I don't I, love every part of it, but it's like remembering why you're doing it, you know, yeah. and trying to just not feel like in every single moment I'm rushing to do the next thing or whatever and to like, enjoy it a little bit, um, would, be, would definitely be part of it. And then I think to just like, being as kind or easy to, on yourself as you can, because, you know, it's, it's, if you're running a successful agency and you have for years and then you have a blip in the road, like chances are high, you're going to be able to get through it. Um, but just remembering to be good to yourself through that process is not easy, but, um, probably would be helpful. Yeah. That's amazing. I literally couldn't have scripted a better answer to that question. <laughs> So thank you so much. Um, I really, really appreciate you joining me on the show today. Um, best of luck and all the success in the world. This episode has been brought to you by Workamajig, the number one creative agency management software. Show notes at thrive.workamajig.com. Find out how your creative agency can become more productive and more profitable. Schedule your demo at thrive.workamajig.com.